started thinking, what do we know how to do that the market wants, mm. that you know the people need, mm. that can answer the you know what what we are offered in a very in an appropriate way. Pam then gave us the way to 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 be us and and be a bit yes. different. Okay. Uh, Camden to be different. And and I really believe Camden when you when you put your finger on the map of London, Camden it's probably one of the best location possible. We took our steak and we slow cooked it and served the peppers. We put harissa and we added cream. Uh -huh. And uh, instead of usual, you know, bread roll, it goes in a brick pastry, which is very Middle Eastern. It still pays its respect to the original dish, yeah. but at the same time, it's, hi, I'm very, very new and I'm very, very excited. Our eating habits are changing. We're demanding better dining experiences and the food market has never been so competitive. Starting and succeeding with a food business is challenging, but some determined and passionate entrepreneurs are flourishing. These people have big dreams, big passion and big drive. They are disruptors, change makers and innovators. They see a positive future. Many say that food business is too risky. Some say that it has huge rewards. Are you up for the challenge? In today's episode, I sit down with Shiri and Amir from recently launched The Black Cow, which is a new Middle Eastern inspired steakhouse based in a new food hall in Camden Town in London. These guys are super uh, foodies, really, really passionate uh, about uh, Middle Eastern food in particular. They came from families where food was central to family life and both have amazing experience working their way up through some top restaurants uh, around the world, but in particularly uh, in London. And during COVID, they uh, developed this concept and test or launched it to test it really in this food hall and have really achieved some great traction uh, and doing some amazing stuff. Uh, it's really uh, a, a twist, I guess, on a traditional steakhouse uh, with obviously that Middle Eastern Mediterranean style influence and really, really great chat with them. Uh, super passionate about food and I'm sure they do really well in the future. Uh, I'd say most likely with this concept, but I can see them doing a lot more in the future. So sit back, enjoy. This is Shiri and Amir from The Black Cow. So welcome Shiri, Amir. Thank Great you. to have you and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I'd like to start just by asking you about The Black Cow, so the name. So obviously it's kind of a traditional English name for restaurants and pubs. How did you come about that and how did you develop that name? That's an Amir question. Um, so there is two reasons. Yeah. Um, the first one, black cow, black cow angus, it's the main um, breed of uh, beef in the US uh, for steaks and for food. Yeah. And this is the first reason we do a American steakhouse with the Middle Eastern twist. This is the first reason. The, the other reason, and probably the bigger one, it's that me and Shiri, if you ask everyone in the industry that know us, 
we are a bit uh, different from from the the other people in the industry the way that we work the way that we do things the way that we treat our food our stuff everything it's it's a different way and we basically kind of black ships of the of the industry um, and that, that that's we where are. we are you're on it very good i like it um so why then have you launched the concept now so obviously during covid quite a challenging time uh, i know you have great experience in the industry you've worked your way up i'm sure you had visions to launch your own place but why do it now as opposed to maybe wait a year until covid settles hopefully and we come out the other side um well i think because the opportunity came yeah, yeah. We, we're constantly as a business we're constantly growing and constantly evolving and constantly have to think on our feet especially during these times when you yeah. you know you, you have a lockdown you don't have a lockdown you have a warning you don't have a warning um so it kind of came very organically i think yeah but again covid covid it's a lot of uh, problems yeah mm. but it's a lot of opportunities as well yes sure and opportunity came as she said um good 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 deal appear in a good location in great location actually uh, with some difficulties on the way that that gonna cause because of the 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 the, the things that we know about location the location that it's a brand new development and go on and and because of covid um and but we we got the opportunity so we took it and okay. we yes. go from there we started thinking what do we know how to do that the market wants mm. that you know the people need mm. that can answer the you know what what we are offered in a very in an appropriate way and okay. then we started thinking about you know what is one thing and i told you before that about you know our love of like puns and just thinking out the box what yeah. is the one thing that no one ever touches that is always done the same and we thought about that and then we we, we realized that that was a steakhouse because everywhere you go steakhouses are pretty much the same some are some are amazing mm. some are like not so much but everywhere you go pretty the steakhouse are pretty much the same mm. you always get your steak with your bernay sauce with your um buffalo wings with your i don't know what um <coughs> creamy spinach creamed spinach and so on and but everywhere you go it's pretty much the variations of the same thing mm. and this is an amazing playground for us mm. because you can definitely introduce different flavors and quirks and kind of like twists and turns and put things you know upside down and, and produce something amazing yeah. and then we came up and then and then the, the the idea kind of matured and we started playing around with that and it's it's great fun because there is there's just so much to do so for instance if you think about your um, creamed spinach or your creamed greens we took it to the artichoke that goes with like a uh-huh. creamy remoulade and chermoula and some you know uh, uh, pecorino parmesan crumble or if we thought about a philly cheesesteak mm. that is you know the, the beef that is cooked with peppers and onions and so on we took um we took our steak and we slow cooked it and instead of the peppers we put harissa 
and we added cream uh -huh. and uh, instead of the <coughs> your, your usual you know bread roll it goes in a brick pastry which is very Middle Eastern uh -huh. so kind of like it's still it still pays its respect to the original dish yeah but at the same time it's Hi, I'm very, very new and I'm very, very excited. Sure, makes sense. You're making me hungry, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome to come. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. We'll feed, we'll feed you well. Yeah. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. So you're putting a twist, and even an improvement twist on a classic. Yes. So still relatable, but it's different Absolutely. and it's something new, unique. It's a yes. new experience and so on. Makes sense. You, you mentioned the market, which I think is really important. Yes. And in terms of that approach, I think it's really excellent kind of the thinking behind how you develop the concept. But did you do any specific kind of market research or like reading or talking to people and even just kind of anecdotally, let's say, or what you read, there's a lot of uh, noise, let's say, or talking about veganism and environmental impact even of beef and so on, some health trends. But I think they're all still relatively low in terms of the percentage of the market. Yeah. So do you do you kind of take that into your concept or consider it or you're just doing something different for a specific market? We, we, our research based on that we kind of leave the market. So okay. we're leaving that, that market. We, we've been in so many restaurants. We consult the restaurant. I, our last consultation was for vegan brands. Okay. And so we even know this market. So when, when you look on the London market, it's so varied, it's so big, especially um, before COVID, and I believe that after COVID, it will, it will, it will bounce back. It's, it's, it's not going to stay down for long, and you could see it in the gaps between in COVID. If it was every end of break lockdown, it's like bounce back, like even bigger than before. Yeah, and and there is space for there is room for any, almost any concept. Uh, the only reason that there is no room for a concept is it there, if there is too many of it in the market already, and then you need to be very good. Sure. And as she said before, we thought what no one else touched, what's, what is missing in, in, the, in the market today. Yeah. And I think the steakhouse, it's, it's a special steakhouse yeah. that you can shine above very easily. Mm. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the one. Uh, there is a couple of others, yeah. but it's the one that can combine with our, con with our knowledge as well, with our cuisine as well, sure. easily. Sure. Having said that though, we st our ethos um, as a business as, and as individuals is to be as sustainable and traceable and, you know, eco-friendly as possible within the constraints that you have yeah. so we only work we try to only work with uh, small local British businesses if it's our wine suppliers and if it is our uh, beef supplier and if it is our uh, uh, the gin that we sell is is a local uh, Camden one the beer that we sell is, is made in Camden and uh, all of our beef is 100% grass-fed, high welfare, 100% traceable, sustainable, um, and um, it is something that we continue to work on all the time and, and try to reduce as much impact, if you would like, on, okay. on 
on our surroundings. Okay. Uh, and we, we we're aware it's a contentious thing in today's world. We, we, sure. We're well aware of that. Sure. Uh, but um, it's one thing being aware of that and one, another thing being apologetic about it. Sure. So, sure. so we try to, to aim for everyone, as you yeah. said, yes. but, yeah. but, but in, in the reasons. Sure. Yes. And doing it in the best way possible. It's yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so why choose Camden then? So you're in this new development, new food hall, recently launched as well during COVID. Um, why choose that part of London in that type of development as opposed to go for maybe a leased site or central London site, East London and so on? What's the thinking behind that? Or again, op opportunity and uh, availability. There was the opportunity. Yeah. On top of it, I think Camden gave us the way to 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 be us and and be a bit yes. different. Okay. Uh, Camden to be different. And yeah. and I really believe Camden when you when you put your finger on the map of London, Camden it's probably one of the best location possible uh, because it's very close to commute wise to to the center, but yeah. from the other side it's it's part of the north that it's very very uh, more affluent, more up Suburbia, yeah, sure. Uh, upmarket as well, and and go. It's so, so it's kind of good point to be, and and it's got the history, and yeah. and what amazing about this place that it's evolved so much in what ten years. Like if you've been in Camden ten years ago and yeah. today, it's like being in two two different worlds. Yeah, yeah. and I I can. Just imagine what's gonna be in ten years' time from mm. now. It's gonna be. I don't think that if you bring someone from Camden that wasn't in Camden in the last ten years, sure. in ten years' time to Camden, he will recognize the place that he grew up. Yeah. And I think Hollywood, um, as their ad says, Camden rebooted. It's kind of like an upmarket market. Mm. So, like we said before, it, you still get the habab, the the noise, the smells, the sites of a market but in a very kind of like upmarket uh, scenario sure. and there is nothing similar to that in North London mm. maybe in the whole of London it's uh, very very unique and that's what kind of like put the like the bottom line for us okay makes sense so who is your market specifically who are you targeting because Camden has quite a few different demographics like you said even the kind of I guess Maybe. higher disposable income of slightly north of that. Um, it's obviously quite alternative and different to Camden, as you mentioned. And your food, I'm sure, is, is quite refined, high quality, great ingredients, um, but also different as well. So do you have a specific target market that has developed or is it kind of a range of people? It's a range of people. It's, a range. it's, okay. it's people that lo like to eat good food yes. and, and, and it doesn't matter where you what is your background? It's like uh, um, we are in a place that, as I said, can can welcome everyone, like people Police, from yeah. Camden mm. or people from North London or even tourists from all around the world. Uh, yeah. So it's open for everyone. It's just who like food and like experiences and want to have a foodie experience that in ever had before or had before but but it's very rarely like as sure. I said maybe in, like I had in Barcelona or you had in New and York. And we see in the football we see a lot of locals. 
okay. most of our clientele i'd say are yeah. locals okay. and it's also combined with you know growing a community from within it's it's something that i th- i feel that this area needed mm. uh, holy wharf okay yeah. i think also your concept is quite accessible Yes. So Middle Eastern people know about, I think, generally positive associations, food, it's out there in London already. Yeah. And steakhouse. Yes. A lot of people like steakhouses. So it's accessible naturally. And yeah. then by doing something different and high quality, you're naturally going to attract them and please them. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and again, that contrast, you can come there, you know, wearing a suit and tie for your business meeting yeah. or wearing flip-flops on a date. Uh, sure. We don't mind. Or bring your dog. I, we, yeah. we don't care. We, like, we sure. come for a date with flip-flops, not, not English <laughs> people. <laughs> it's true. Uh, if you're not Israeli, you probably not go to a date with flip-flops. But yeah. you, okay. you, you kind of get You can if you like. Yes. Okay, very good. It's all about the food. Yes, it's all about the food, essentially. Yeah. Great. So let's talk about that. So in terms of the menu, and yes. you mentioned some of your thinking behind the dishes and developing them and so on. But how do you develop, I guess, the menu as a whole? So constructing the different categories of items and so on, and then each of the dishes. Do you have quite a kind of structured process or is it more organic or from experience or, or what? I think it's more organic. I don't okay. think it's a very structured thing. Um, but you start to think about uh, what kind of like the base line is and then you grow from that so what what are the dishes that you have to have in a steakhouse okay and then you you grow them out from there and i think and i think our very first dish that we thought of was actually the kasba mm-hmm. it's the it's the it's our alternative for a for a philly cheesesteak so okay um that was the first dish that uh that we that, that, that came about and then um everything kind of like grew from there um and then we do our research and you know think back to good steakhouses that we visited or um, dishes that we grew up with and then kind of try and combine combine them together okay so for instance um, what is a good example for that the Casbah is the great example for that. It's like it's between yes. Moroccan breakfast that's called brick. So yeah, so there's a very common street food in Israel called burik or brick. Okay. And it's the brick pastry yeah. with just an egg yeah. or egg and potato. And it's deep fried. It's something that you eat, you know, standing up. Uh, it's like Dripping everywhere. So we said, how can we take, you know, that and transfer it to an American dish. An American dish. Classic. Okay. Interesting. Yes. And whilst all all the all the while paying the utmost respect to the original dish because a Philly chase steak is good. Yeah. It's a very nice dish. Okay. Um but how can you make it even better? Yeah. How can you make it even more interesting whilst the same you know at the same time still remaining authentic to the original dish, sure. but authentic to what you want to represent. Okay, so. makes makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of, I guess, maybe developing some balance in terms of fish and maybe some vegetable focused dishes, yes. how do you go about that? And how do you know, or how do you work out kind of how, what, what is the split of meat versus fish and, and so on? Or is that just constantly evolving and, and developing? So with Middle East food, it's very easy. Okay. Because uh, yeah. it's, it's balanced. It's okay. everything in Middle Eastern food. When you go to, when you go in Israel to, to authentic restaurants, like when <coughs> you, 
you have the old grandmother sit in the kitchen there and cook. It's it's very balanced. You have the meat, you have the the, the, the fish, you have vegetable, a lot of it. You have rice, you have you have everything. It's it's very balanced. Um, so it's very easy to take the Middle East and balance it. It's just now to push it to the American cuisine, to the steakhouse cuisine menus yeah. and try to to push it in and and make it works together so keep, in, keep the vegetables very kind of like fresh whilst in, in american cuisine they will be most likely very very cooked yes and what made it very easy to do is the combination between the two experiences and not the cuisines it's the experiences so when you go to steakhouse american steakhouse they will tell you take it or take your steak depend how hungry you are, how much you want to eat, depending on the cut and the size, and choose two, three sides next to it. Mm. Again, depend on the same reason, all for yourself. The experience when you go to Middle Eastern place, to, to, it's, it's like I welcome you to my grandma's house. Um, it's she sit you down next to the table and start send the plates. Yeah. It's like really? everything. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, Friday night dinner at my grandmother's house. It's for 30 people, but wow. 30 people get to the middle of the table, 10 salads, and after the 10 salads, you have something like 20, 30 pans of different dishes of wow. food that's served Amazing. to the middle of the Amazing. table. And it's like, the, you eat so much variety. It's, first, it's, 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 it's a lot of food. You have a lot of people as well. Yeah. In Hebrew, but, we call it liftoch shulchan, opening a table. So we basically get this amazing spread in front of you. And, and everyone share from everything. Wow. And this amazing. is the idea. This is the, the Middle Eastern experience. So now yeah. when you bring it to the steakhouse, that's what we say. Don't order your own steak. We will cut the steak for you. You get the, ste the steak sliced, and then you can share the steak with other people. You take one slice for you, one yeah. slice for her. And next to it, take instead of two side dishes for you, take four or five oh. side dishes yeah. for both of you, if you are a couple, or ten side dishes, so if you are four, yeah. and and share them, and then it's much easier. At the moment that you have so much variety on my t one table for a couple or for four people group, it's easy to push in the vegetables and the fish. The and how is your steak or how is your cauliflower? Yeah, just reach out and grab a piece. Okay, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's it's all about the food, really. You're yeah. facilitating the focus being solely on the food. Yeah. And I guess because of the, the sharing style of the dishes and the format of the service, you're encouraging that connection and engagement and conversation about the food yeah. because they're, they're all sharing and talking about it as they're doing it. And they so. talk to each other and they talk to us and being in an open yeah. kitchen, you know, people, people see you work and yeah. they always like, oh, what's that? What's that over there? What are you doing? What are you plating? Oh, can I have that? Sure. So. Yeah, that's great. And, and that open kitchen you mentioned, so obviously Holy Wharf, it's all open kitchens essentially. Yes. Uh, was that a part of your decision that you wanted purposefully to find that open kitchen format? 100%. It was, okay. 100%. Fine. Uh, we both, I think we both worked in open kitchens before. Yeah. And um, it is very important for me, for us, the kind of like connection with the client because if I was sitting at the back of the house somewhere and I've worked in restaurants like that I was I was not happy there yeah. sit in, in, in like a back of house maybe in the basement maybe in the back of the room you know the 
doing everything that you do in the kitchen scenario and then you send out the dish and that's it it's gone yeah. you don't know i want to see the people's faces when they mm. eat my food i want to see that they enjoy it i want them to ask me questions about it i enjoy mm. having a conversation myself because at the end of the day chef not chef we're all big foodies yeah. so but i agree <laughs> and I, i'm the same i think the biggest fulfillment is pleasing people exactly. and seeing the reaction from people that you have pleased them with I something you've created from your heart yeah so if you're kind of in the back or in the basement you, you don't get that no. so and people people love that people love watching food being made it's interesting yeah and uh, that's why people watch cooking shows or or youtube mm. vi videos of, of you know people cooking stuff yeah so Absolutely, absolutely. So again, open during COVID, I'm sure it was challenging in many different ways. Um, I guess that aside, the obvious challenges, were there any other challenges even now that you are continuing to have to overcome uh, as it's kind of still a new concept and okay. a new team, I guess, as well? The, the, the two main challenges are probably staff that, yeah. that it's very hard to get today. And the other one, it's the fact that, but this is something that we knew in advance, it's the fact that you need to uh, be ready for everything and, yes. and evolve and change by, by the climate of the same second yeah. or decision or whatever done. Sure. Uh, so it's reacting to challenges always and react. situations. Always reacting. Yeah. Always reacting. Because before that, um, in hospitality, you knew that months xy were weak weak months and months ab were like the strong months so you would prepare accordingly you know you would do you would arrange your ordering your cash flow and so on and so forth right now just there's like a, this big uncertainty that's hovering constantly because mm. you don't know when the next announcement is going to come and what is it going to say mm. oh you know when the <coughs> next announcement you don't know what it's going to say yeah. It's every week on yeah. being Friday, yeah. something like that. But you're right, it's, it's constant change, really. Yes. So you've got to keep up with it and then react and stay ahead of it almost if you can. Yeah, so. 100%. Yeah. And it's, it's hard, it's, it's challenging. Um, sure. But um, you, you just, just got to keep going. Keep going, be on yeah. your feet all the time. Absolutely. And in terms of the staff then, so we spoke a little bit before we came on, how are you attracting them to the food hall and, and to the concept? Is there something in particular you've tried and has worked or so is it just persistence and, and getting through as many people as possible? As, as we start, we are um, different in yeah. the industry. Okay. And the main thinking when I think about how to build a business in this industry, it's making the staff involved. And when I bring my staff, the first thing that they know and I know that if they start with me, I, I want them to grow with me and I want them to be part of this, this venture, mm. this, this journey uh, and be there for long. I don't, in this industry, I, I don't know how many knows, but the stuff is something that change like mm. all the time. Sure. I'm not, I'm, and, and the reason that they change probably it's because they come to take something and go to the next stop and it's great and because they don't been they, they never been offered to grow with the business mm. I say come grow with me you have a plan here is the plan on the plan on the table mm. you're part of this plan mm. and if you're happy to be part of it and and it's it's and it seems that it's there is not I won't say many but there is there is some that it's it's 
convince them to sure. try something that they never tried before. Sure. I guess it's inspiring them to the yeah. future and the vision. <clears throat> I guess the potential for them to grow in the business as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of I, I don't I don't see them as just, you know, you know, I I tell you to do X and you do X. That's not Sure. That's not the point. Yeah. My point is for, because it's an open kitchen, because it's an open environment, because because it's a food that I feel very uh, I don't know if emotional is the right word, but if it, I feel very emotional about the food that I make, I need the people that cook my food to feel the same. About sure, it. they need to be passionate about yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what about let's say front of house? I know it's it's a food hall, so there's not so much table service as such. Uh, but you're both chefs and big time foodies. What about even the cocktails that you've developed, which look spectacular mm -hmm. as well, um, and even the the service side of things, if that makes sense. You need a kind of personality to work in a place like ours or, or a Middle Eastern place. You need to be very relaxed in your own skin, mm. and um, you know it's it's a show. It's 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 an entertainment. Yeah. People come and they want to you know have have that kind of theater. Yes. Yeah. So you need to be very comfortable to do to do those things. And it's like third actors, third waiter, third psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> and like and everybody does everything. So Maybe my I chefs, forgot one. My <laughs> chefs serve the clients as well as the front of house. Okay. Uh, and front of house will, you know, pop into um, the kitchen side of things if need be. Um, uh, not that they will cook, but you know, if they need to serve like on the other side of the bar and so on and so forth. Yeah. So um, you, we need to find you, you. When we look for someone to work at front of house, we have to have someone with a big personality. Okay. But you don't talk just about front of house. It's the chefs as well. The chefs as well. Mm. Because chefs are front of house in our place. It's yeah. like they don't just cook; they serve as well. Sure. They have half bar to sure. serve. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's you, you need to have a big personality and um and we're very yeah. we're very fortunate to 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 find such people but we're constantly, you know, on the lookout. I guess. Yeah. Makes sense. But I guess everything and everybody is contributing to that kind of one experience that people are getting. So it all needs to be consistent. Yeah. Absolutely. But also I always say that I think culture develops from the top. And you guys clearly have the personality and a sense of humor. So I'm sure it filters he down through people. <laughs> you usually don't even laugh from a joke. Because they're not funny. Uh, <laughs> no fighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fighting. <laughs> um, so just to touch on the cocktails again. So yes. another Middle Eastern in inspired as well and influenced. Yes. How did you go about or how are you going about We developing were helped by a very lovely company called Point Cocktails who yep. uh, developed uh, the, some of our cocktails um, based on what we love. So for instance, their classic Paloma cocktail, uh, we converted into our Yona cocktail, which is made instead of tequila with uh, Arak, which is a Middle Eastern spirit made with aniseed. Mm -hmm. So again, this is kind of like you know the the a play on the traditional. Still, it's the still kind of same Paloma. It has yep. the uh, pink grapefruit. It has the lime. It has the salt. Everything, but we 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 make it with arak the twist uh, yeah. and and the twist. Yeah, yeah, and then we finish it off with a mezcal just to give it a bit of smokiness. Okay. Uh, and the burnt herb. Sorry. And the burnt herb. And the burnt herb. Yes, the burnt herb rib burnt herb rim 
and uh, the tequila for, and the margarita, sorry, uh, it comes uh, for us, we make it with uh, red chilies inside. So you get a little bit of a zing on top of it, kind of like, you know, sure. it, it being a very delicious tequila. Okay, you're making me thirsty now. Okay, so you should, you should come, <laughs> we can quench your okay. thirst. <laughs> very good. Um, and then in terms of uh, your meal kits, which you did, we mentioned yes. that catering you do, how did the meal kits come about and how did you develop them and get them out there? Because I know they've been reasonably successful for you. Yes. Um, so the original ones are literally traditional food from my her grandma's houses. Okay. Uh, Israeli, straightforward, traditional, the most popular traditional dishes for, for weekends. And it's come halfway done. Uh, it's mean that, uh, for example, one of the main popular one is the um, it's a fish uh, stew. Usually there is two options to serve it or with fish cakes or with the fillets Chocolate. of fish. Yeah. Um, we took the, the, the option with the fish cakes. Um, we give you a bag with the sauce, bag with the fish cake mixture. All the fish cake is raw, uh, the, 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 the sauce is ready yep. you need just to warm up the sauce put the fish cakes inside cook it okay. for 10-15 minutes so we take out the main the hard work for we you took out the that, it takes like the flavoring three, part three, four hours yep. to cook it down it's 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 very slowly confit yep. um peppers and chilies and garlic and then <coughs> we put in all of the flavorings you basically don't even need to add salt you just need to take it out yep. warm it up roll up your bowls, dunk them in the sauce, wait 10 minutes, Eat it. that's Amazing. it, done. Okay. And um, <coughs> I think people kind of yearned for a restaurant experience during COVID, but when, when the hospitality was kind of like shut down, mm. people really wanted to have a chef cooked meal, but they obviously couldn't have it because, because everyone was locked in. And that was kind of the solution for it because yeah. we we cook every single one of those things you know for a very long time we season it ourselves and then you get it with all the trimmings so if it's the chaime you get it with the pita and the tahini and even the coriander to scatter on top and uh we've managed to partner up with a delivery company so we deliver nationwide so even if you know uh we hear about people who are in scotland who want to eat our food you can you can get it there yeah. and that kind of answered the need to to provide something like that okay makes sense and how do you market that then and promote it because obviously online sales so is it social media or pr social advertising media. or social media social, yeah. social, media. social media okay yes okay yeah we've had uh um we tried do going down the pr route with that yeah uh, with those boxes it didn't really help so we were focusing on social media okay so is that targeted ads or just organic kind of content organic, organic content yeah. okay and that works for you obviously mm. yeah i guess for you guys as well because of the standard and uniqueness of it i guess word of mouth will travel as well 100%. and that yeah. will you get references and, and so on 100 yeah. percent. we get uh, all the time people you know emailing us or calling us say oh I just <coughs> I just had dinner at my friend's house or my friend just told me about this this kit that they had um, can you send can can I have one 
Just go on the website. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, word of mouth is, is a huge thing. Okay, okay. And what about then deliveries in terms of the deliveries, etc.? We do do Deliveroo. Okay. We yep. just started last week. Last week. Okay. Uh, we offer. So that's from Camden or oh, from, from Camden? Camden. Okay. Yeah. From so Camden. yeah, yeah. A it's again, it's the, it's the, it's the evolving. It's like the new, not lockdown, but lockdown appear on December. Yeah. Okay. And and we understood that we we didn't aim to do delivery on 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 the restaurant for it's, for, it's, it's, it's a steakhouse. It's steakhouse. You you, you cannot send steaks yeah. on on delivery. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, you can, but then your client will get something that's a bit like meh, yeah. and I don't really think that's the kind of. Thing that mm. I want to sell to my clients. So yeah. during okay. December, Absolutely. we understood that we need to evolve again. Okay. So we decided to deliver, but it's meant that we need to build a new menu for delivery. Okay. Um, that will be similar to what we do in the restaurant, but will survive delivery okay. and will be good when it get to your home. Okay. Um, and we develop the menu. The, the menu we develop. Uh, we open account with Deliveroo and yeah. we started last week okay and see how it goes we're gonna see how it goes okay yeah. well it makes sense I think it's such a critical thing to maintain the standards yeah. it's still your brand it's your experience 100%. and if they've eaten on site they're expecting the same certainly standard of food yeah. 100% yeah. 100% and it's hard because food doesn't travel well yeah well, sorry, our <coughs> food doesn't travel well because it needs to be, you know. Steak doesn't travel well. Yeah. It doesn't travel well. Yeah. It doesn't travel yeah. well. And um, it needs to be, like I said before, you know, people are, I'm very grateful for people to people for purchasing my food and for, for coming to eat at, at our restaurant. And I want to repay them by giving them the best experience that they can sure. have. And sure. if I give them a steak that's been on the roads for 20 odd minutes and yeah. it's like your shoe sure yeah it's not worth it yeah makes sense it sounds like you're in such a great place and i love your passion and your approach uh, and kind of how you developed and launched and even how you're thinking to evolve and develop the concept what does the future hold do you have a vision because i think this has legs to to scale or grow in different directions yeah is that a clear kind of i guess point there is like a vision or is it kind of developing you see how it goes we have two or three ideas for the next okay. um, we don't what we want to create it's a couple of more couple like some venues that will be experiences that <coughs> speak the same language but they are a bit different from each other like like okay. let's say from the same family but but brothers and sisters it's okay. not uh, okay. it's not, not the same it's not the <laughs> yeah. same one okay. and and we have a couple of idea for the next 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 places um it will come when we will have <coughs> more opportunities and clarity about where it's going to be, how it's going to be. We do the research now. We do the homework now, yeah. and hopefully soon we're going to have the next, the next uh, child. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Build that family. Next thing. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Great stuff. Brilliant. Well, great to meet you, Shuri, Amir. Thank you. Fantastic Thank you journey. I'm sure you do really, really well. Thank so. you. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you.